Good day, everyone, and welcome to the August Talk with Tom conference call. I'm your host, Aaron Wilker, and I am asking the questions that you have submitted to my coach, my mentor, and my friend, Tom Hart. Good day, Tom, and how are you today? Hello, Aaron. I am doing well. How are you? I am excellent, thank you. And how was your month of July for you? How are things going, July, and how are things going so far in August? July was fantastic. It started with um, the 4th of July weekend, which took me to Boise, Idaho, to visit my parents for my dad's 80th birthday. He turned 80 on the 3rd, and I flew out there uh, the day before and flew out on July 4th. Um, We spent great family time. This was the first time in quite a while that my two sisters, myself, and my parents were all together. And in fact, the highlight of the trip was not his 80th birthday, but was a, uh, his 80th birthday party, that is, but was a um, family dinner that just the five of us had, no spouses, nobody else around, just the five of us, just like old times. And it was kind of fun just to have that kind of conversation at the table as if it were, you know, 60 years earlier, 50 years earlier, <laughs> uh, 40 years earlier when we used to do it as a, as a matter of uh, daily routine. So um, that was my July start. And, of course, uh, the, the month of July itself is uh, kind of looked at as the uh, second to last month of summer. So got in a couple of uh, trips and just kind of laid low, uh, was uh, – was, uh, less active than usual uh, in my professional coaching and seminar schedule. And um, August, of course, uh, having been um, now uh, half a month behind us, is uh, is the end of summer. So looking forward to, um, you know, Labor Day and, and the things that are that are coming with the fall. So that was my last couple of months of uh, of summer, and uh, I try to rejuvenate and uh, use that to re-energize and then uh, jump into the to the fall season. Very good. So you're still preparing, just about ready to do your Living Life with Intention workshop in Denver then? We are, yes. Um, I will be collaborating with Ken Sanavistavan, who is a yoga instructor and uh, meditation coach, and we will be putting on Living Life with Intention in a modular form, which allows for uh, people to sign up for individual modules, and it will run from Friday night through Sunday morning uh, with six modules, uh, one on each of the ends, one on Friday night, four on Saturday, one on Sunday. And uh, we intermittently put yoga and meditation exercises uh, in between talks. So I'll do a module, uh, we'll do some uh, yoga, and then we'll break, and then another module, etc. It's a great format. Excellent. And is there still room for that seminar weekend? Uh, people still go to your success series LLC.com website and sign up for Living Life with Intention workshop? 
There is uh, still room to uh, to join us. Uh, we did have an early bird discount that has uh, since stopped, but um, uh, those that took advantage of that uh, got a hundred dollars off of the uh, regular 4.95 uh, fee, and so um, there's still spots available, but the uh, discount has uh, lapsed. Very good. Okay, well, let's get right into subject of conversation for today. Um, in our last call, Tom, you talked about making a vision board, something uh, that you're able to look at with the goals and dreams that we want to achieve in our lives. Uh, you said that you keep pictures in a clear CD case, and you rotate the pictures every day to the top of the CD case, um, something easy for you to carry around with you and set on a desk or a table wherever you happen to be working, uh, looking at that picture of the day. And in our coaching sessions, you have asked me to write down affirmations of what I want as well as writing out my vision of what my life is like as I envision it um, with all of my current goals being attained. Uh, I feel that part is just as valuable as having the vision board, and I was wondering if you would be able to elaborate on how to write a positive affirmation and vision. Absolutely. I would love to. In fact, um, those two tools are probably the most uh, powerful that one can enlist in their uh, uh, quest, in their um, movement toward what they want to achieve and manifest in their life. The vision board gives you a picture, and you know the saying, a picture is worth a thousand words, and a everyday reminder of what those things are. And by things, I don't literally mean just things, but also uh, states of mind, uh, environments of creation, uh, relationships, etc. And um, the affirmations piece is a, a lesson for your subconscious to Remind it of what is as you are manifesting it. Uh, by that I mean that, um, you know, it's, everyone's heard the saying, you know, think positive or positive thinking or a positive mental attitude or some variation of that. And it's important to have a conscious attitude that is very optimistic, absolutely. And in fact, one of the things I'm going to, share with you today is uh, some traits from a um, infographic that I came across that is comparing successful people and their traits to unsuccessful people and how some of those characteristics, traits, habits, etc. that successful people do would um, build uh, toward the end of what they want to achieve or manifest in their life. And an affirmation is a way to put words to those pictures, but more importantly, to the feelings that come from the attainment of those things, and you say it in the present form. Um, 
let me first uh, give you a synopsis of these traits that I came across. And um, you will find this uh, soon posted on the website at uh, www.successseriesllc.com. Uh, we will have it in the workshop resources. And I will also uh, direct the listeners' attention to the workshop resources for another item that relates to creating effective affirmations. And that's a PDF la- a download that can be found at that same location. And if I'm not mistaken, it's uh, successseriesllc.com slash resources. Uh, just go to the resources tab uh, if you... Um, don't have the backslash resources. Um, But anyway, by way of example, some of these traits for successful people are they complement, they have a sense of gratitude, they forgive others, accept responsibility for their failures, keep a journal, give other people credit for their victories, read every day, etc. You get the idea. Um, In contrast, unsuccessful people tend to criticize hold a grudge, have a sense of entitlement, take all the credit for their victories, blame others for their failures, watch TV every day, say they'll keep a journal, but they don't, (laughs) you know, things of that nature. So go to the website, uh, check out that infographic, and uh, see what the other traits are. But one of the major traits of successful people is that they do maintain that positive mindset, and they reinforce it by way of vision boards, and affirmations. Which would you like me to talk about first? Let's start with the affirmations. You know, how long should an affirmation be? And right, what what is the format? You know, is it future? Is it present tense? I know it's certainly not past, but you know, what what constitutes a good, solid, positive affirmation? Well, there are nine guidelines for creating effective affirmations. And to answer your first question is they should be short, so short that you can memorize or get the essence of what they are in in an instant. And so let's walk through what those nine guidelines are. The first one is start with the words, I am. And that speaks to your present tense usage, which is number two. So the words I am are the two most powerful words in the language. The subconscious takes that sentence that starts with I am and interprets it as a command. It's like a directive to make it happen. And so when we're feeling a sense of it's already in my life, it's already here in that present tense, you are commanding that to create itself into your being. It sounds woo-woo. Yes, it's a um, uh, a, a bit of new thought, um, um, a quantum physics approach, but the idea is that if everything is energy and your thoughts are part of that energy, who you are today is a direct result of the decisions that you've made, the thoughts that you've had prior to now. And therefore, the good news in that is that if you want to change who you are, what your circumstances are, you can begin by changing your thoughts. With that change of thought 
will come a shift that will begin to then bring those things into being in your life. So an affirmation is affirming that that's the case, and it's written in present tense. The third guideline is to state it in the positive. Affirm what you want, not what you don't want. So, for instance, it would be wrong to say, um, you know, I, I, I don't want to have that same kind of a, a boyfriend again, or I'm, I certainly don't want to have the kind of relationships that I've attracted in the past, or you get the idea. So the positive would be to say, I want a loving relationship, but you're going to say it in the uh, affirmative as a present tense uh, saying. So you're going to say, I am presently in a loving relationship, or I am in a loving relationship. More powerful would be, I am grateful for the loving relationship that I am in. The fourth guideline would be keep it brief. Think of your affirmation as an elevator speech or an advertising jingle. Act as if each word is costly to the time, the airtime, so to speak. And so it needs to be essence and memorable and easily remembered. The next guideline is to make it specific. Vague affirmations are going to produce vague results. If, just like in goal setting, if you were to say, gee, I want to I weigh a healthy weight, your body, your subconscious doesn't know what to do with that. But if you say, I want to weigh 183 pounds by December 31st, 2013, your body, your manifestation of that will come to pass because you will then come up with those things that need to happen in order for that to be achieved. So if you wanted a new car, rather than say, I am driving my new car, you would say, I am driving my new red Porsche Carrera, or be specific, you know, whatever that uh, thing is that you want. I am enjoying driving my ingot silver or my brand new ingot silver Lincoln MKZ hybrid. Perfect. Perfect. The sixth guideline is to include an action word ending with ing. The active verb adds power to the effect of evoking an image of doing it right now. So instead of saying, I express myself openly and honestly, say, I am confidently expressing myself openly and honestly. You see how it adds juice to it, a punch to it? That's the idea about this action word. I am confidently expressing rather than I express myself. They're both stated in the positive, but one adds that little action word element. The seventh guideline is to include at least one dynamic emotion or feeling word. What you want to do here is you want to anchor the thought in your physiology. And that emotion, that state of emotion, is what you will help, what you will use to help you uh, feel as if you've already achieved the goal. So 
instead of saying I weigh 178 pounds or I am enjoying weighing 178 pounds, try saying I am feeling agile and, and, and flexible and great at 178 pounds. And in fact, um, Jack Canfield, one of our mentors, has the little additional piece to the affirmation to say, if you can, get it to rhyme, because then you will really make it memorable. And so, for instance, his little bit about this is, I'm feeling great at, at 198, you know, meaning the weight of 198 pounds. Right. Next, make the affirmation for yourself, not for others. This is something that um, people tend to run their lives based on what others think they ought to be doing. They, those people, ought to be doing. Whether it's your parents that were a doctor and every, every son was a doctor or whether it's your uh, school teacher that thought you were great at, at, uh, at arithmetic so you became an engineer or whether it's you know, a, a spouse or a significant other that feels that you should pursue some particular career. And we find ourselves giving a lot of stake to those individuals and not listening to ourselves. And inside us is everything we need to know to be us. And when you go to that place of true self and have that internal voice speak to you, the perfect answer is going to be said. So when you start to write your affirmations, um, make them describe your behavior, not the behavior of others. Make them describe what you want, not what you think others want to hear. And I'll give you an example. For instance, um, a, a, a parent might say, gee, I wish my son would clean up his room. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to manifest that into my life, and so I'm going to write an affirmation that says, you know, I'm watching Johnny clean up his room. But the reality of it is it's more about you than Johnny. And so the right affirmation would be, I am effectively communicating my needs to Johnny. And that way it's broader than the room. What's that? Well, that's a great example because just the other day I was asking my son John what it would take for him to clean his room. Oh, interesting. (laughs) And his name is Johnny. (laughs) (laughs) Well, of course, John, your son, is much older than Johnny. But... um, It seems that room cleaning is a great uh, discipline for children to learn quite a bit, and it's a point of frustration for most parents. So make it about you then, Aaron, and see what you need to do to make that happen. And Because this is your affirmation. This is your desire. It may not be John's desire to clean his room, but it's your desire to have his room clean. So your part in it is to communicate that to him in a way that he gets and you want to obviously build an affirmation around that to manifest that in your life. 
Lastly, and this was a lesson that I learned that at, at one point, and this was probably only 10 years ago, I had eight guidelines for affirmations. And the reason I have nine now is because I added this ninth one about three years ago. And the ninth one is add at the end of your affirmation the words, or something better. So don't be so specific that you limit what can come to you by adding those words or something better. So, for instance, um, we in our humanness have a view of what's going to make us happy. We don't even know that there's a broader view that could be beyond what we even imagine or think. And because of that, we want to open ourselves to that possibility. And by saying, or something better, we have that ability. So, I am enjoying driving my, what was your car again? Say the, say the little affirmation. A brand new ingot silver Lincoln MKZ hybrid. Or something, or something better. better. There you go. <laughs> now, see, here's the thing. By adding or something better, there may not be any other car that you truly want than that car. But now you've allowed it to show up, whereas before you were limiting it to that. So you might say, for instance, I am effectively communicating my needs to Johnny to clean his room or something better. <laughs> and so <laughs> use your imagination on how that could happen. Johnny's cleaning the whole house. Or your, communication, <laughs> or your communication is such that you are touching him and inspiring him to do it without it having to be requested. Wouldn't that be even better? You know? And so those are the kinds of things that, that come along with or something better. By the way, I'm going to go off on a tangent here and relate that to goal setting. In goal setting, there is a, um, an acronym out there called SMART, SMART Goals, which is specific, measurable, etc. Uh, you can Google it, and it, it's, uh, it's very well known. Um, one of the things that is best to do in goal setting is to let go of the form that it might show up. So for instance, uh, we get very specific about a silver ingot, MKX, was that, what was that again? MKZ. MKZ. That, that you not only limit it because you didn't add or something better, but we also don't know the form that it will take. Now, here's the thing. I'm going to use your car as an example. You and I are working together uh, in a coaching relationship, hypothetically, and you say, I have this goal of, of, of buying this car, and um, I've written this affirmation out about it, and yes, Tom, I added the words or something better so that I can see um, that my, my, my options are maybe even beyond what I can think or imagine. And, and you leave it at that, and every day you see this sticky note on your mirror or you say your affirmation about your car or your reticular activator in your brain is, is doing its job and you're starting to see these MKZs 
in ingot silver uh, all around you or on occasion through the day, and then you say your affirmation when you see it. Well, the reason I say let go of the form is because your subconscious, in the moment that you're affirming that desire, is already thinking about ways to make it happen. And the universe is already bringing it to you in some fashion, some way, that you may not know is the way you could acquire that car. So you thought, as we went over your goals and you told me you wanted to buy this car, that buying it would be the way they have it. And maybe secondarily, leasing it would be another way to have it. But you'd be amazed when you let your subconscious come up with its own answers, how it could happen in ways you wouldn't even imagine. So I'm going to give you that hypothetical. What if somebody just bequeathed you a car and it happened to be a silver ingot brand new MKZ? You wouldn't even have thought of that. Like, oh my gosh, I couldn't even ask that, you know, let alone that that, that would be my way of acquiring it. I had this picture that it was going to be, you know, hard work earned and, and from my earnings I was going to go out and buy it and boy, I thought it would be great if I could pay cash for it and therefore gee, before I could pay cash for a car like that, I better make sure that I've got a college fund and an investment fund and a house that my family's uncomfortable with and, and a nest egg of, of uh, you know, six months of, of earnings. And well, You know what I mean? In other words, you, your mind would have taken it down this whole other route of how to accomplish that car. When, when letting go of the form would allow it to show up as an inheritance or some some... You, you, you win the closest to the pin contest, you know, in some golf uh, <laughs> tournament, or or you buy it. You know, I mean, that's the other thing about it. It can take the very nature that you had envisioned. Right. But the idea is let go of that form. And for letting go of the form, I love telling this story of, um, of a, a great example of, of letting go of the form. I was working with a client talking about law of attraction, and he was skeptical as to the whole universal law of attraction. And he was an attorney by trade, and not that that makes a big difference, but I say that just because they tend to have a more, you know, like logical. scientists do or like doctors do, you know, they want a logical explanation for things. Absolutely. And quantum physics and things like law of attraction are, are difficult for them to grasp. And so he was in his in his skepticism, was wanting to test it. And I said, um, I said, okay, um, it probably won't show up because when you when you test things like this, it's uh, it's almost counter to producing it because um, you're, you're, the place you're coming from is not in true self or in highest uh, uh, form of uh, of enlightenment around it because you're, you're, you're approaching it from a negative standpoint. <clears throat> but be that as it may, I said, what do you suggest? And he said, well, you know, how about if on the drive home I see a Hawaii license plate? Now, I've got to set the stage. This was not when I was in L.A. This was when I was in Denver. And in Denver, you're mid-continent, and you're a long way from the coast, especially the west coast, which may be the place that you would see 
a Hawaii license plate if you did, because obviously bringing it over on the boat isn't as uh, far-fetched as, you know, then driving to the center of the country with that same car that has a Hawaii license plate. And so we um, went through a process. Pardon well, me. I, let, let me just say, having lived in California my entire life, which is 46-something years, I've seen very few Hawaii license plates, even in California. <laughs> yeah, let alone in Colorado. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I walked him through the process of, of uh, uh, I mean, the, 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 the lesson of, of law of attraction. And it's kind of like the law of gravity. You know, whether you believe it or not, it's there. And when you get up in the morning, your foot's going to the floor. So <laughs> it's one of those things that whether you believe it or not, it exists. And if you want to use it, great. If you don't, it's there for you. And that's how the law of attraction works. All the universal laws work that way. So he's driving home and he calls me. Um, key to this story is that in the process of opening yourself up to the law of attraction, you have to say something of the sort of letting go of the form, the form that it will take, kind of like this something better that we just went over with the affirmation or in the goal setting, the form that it would take for you to get that car. And he calls me up and he says, you're not going to believe this. And I knew from the tone of his voice that something big had happened because he, he could tell he just shifted in his demeanor from just the call. And I said, tell me, what's going on? He says, I'm at a red light behind a car and I'm waiting in anticipation, oh my God, what are the odds of seeing a Hawaii license plate in Colorado? This guy is now going to be hook, line, and sinker for law of attraction, and he's going to be a great advocate for it because, you know, he's behind a car with, with a Hawaii license plate. And he says, I'm looking at this car in front of me. Tom, you're not going to believe it. It's a Colorado license plate. And I'm thinking, huh? And it says, Maui girl, personalized plate. <laughs> that's and, Hawaii. of course, that's his Hawaii license plate. Let go of the form. You don't know how it's going to show up. And you don't want to limit it that. And when it comes to writing affirmations, you certainly don't want to limit it because you're making it up. So let's make it up in a way that serves you and serves your purpose and helps you achieve what you want to achieve. Okay. Those so are the nine guidelines for affirmations. Okay. So again, real quick, run down the nine for us. Certainly. Number one, start with the words, I am. Number two, Number two. Yep. use the present tense. Number three, state it in the positive, affirm what you want, not what you don't want. Number four, keep it brief. Number five, make it specific. Number six, include an action word ending with I-N-G. Number seven, include at least one dynamic emotion or feeling word. Number eight, make affirmations for yourself, not others. And number nine, how do we end them, Aaron? Or something better. 
add the words, or something better. Very good. So then moving from the affirmation to a vision, what is the difference between an affirmation and a vision? Well, a vision is a statement rather than a sentence. It could be multiple paragraphs. It could be a page long. It could be a description of a life or a piece of a life. Um, You, in fact, have written a fantastic vivid vision for your life that you are manifesting. And that's a good example of how to write a vivid vision. Um, Why don't you speak to some of the elements of your vision, and then I'll talk more broadly as to what makes up a vision statement and then get into a vision board. Okay. Um, You know, when you asked me to write my vision, I believe that I started it by pulling off the street and driving down my long driveway surrounded by the vineyard and then driving past the horse corral and the barn and parking. And I was very specific about which car I was driving, I think, as well, Um, and that the driveway was paved. And so driving through that, you know, and then going from my car and just walking through the yard into the house and walking through the house room by room and what did I see in each room. Um, And that was the very specific part for me and my living arrangements on a daily basis in my home. Um, And I believe just that section of my vision was probably a page and a half long, if not longer. I believe it was close yeah. to two pages. And what you did there was a visualization exercise where you are literally walking through at first driving, you know, down your driveway, et cetera, um, in your mind's eye. You know, um, when Tiger Woods plays a round of golf or any great athlete, they've already experienced it in their mind. They've visualized that shot or that round or that golf course. Um, They do some scouting, obviously. So part of it might include you going and test driving the car and getting the brochure or um, finding uh, mentors or or people in your life that could uh, uh, acquaint you or introduce you to those things that you want in your future life, uh, the things that you're moving toward. Um, So there's a little bit of homework on the front end of it in order to get that picture. Um, Mentors are great for that, but the visualization piece is essential because your subconscious is starting to register that as real and therefore creating it. And just like playing a round of golf and knowing where your shot's going to go, you are anticipating what your moves are in order to have that vision. So in your mind's eye, you're picturing it in final form. You know, 
I'm waking up, I'm getting out of my bed, my bedroom looks like this, I'm walking downstairs and it looks like this in my house. There's these kind of people around, there's these kind of sounds, there's these smells. I'm getting into my car, I'm driving down the the drive and past the vineyard, et cetera, like you described. Um, You know, in my vivid vision of my uh, home environment, I have a ending paragraph that says that as I'm walking into the kitchen and I'm hearing the the sounds of 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 uh, nutrient dense stir fry being made or uh, colorful food being served and conversation about philanthropy and this um, group of people that that have gathered in order to celebrate how we all just created this uh, new uh, wing of this building for for a local charity, et cetera. In other words, you're, you're, you're fitting it into a context. That vision is real in your mind's eye. Whether your eyes are open and you're literally doing that or whether they're closed and you're picturing it, your body, your emotions, your response is going to be the same. Your subconscious is acting as if it were real. And therefore, it's beginning to make it happen, beginning to bring it forth. And there'll be elements of it, kind of like a jigsaw puzzle, being put together that will allow for you to then see it in reality. A vision board is a means by which that vision that you have described, either by pictures in your mind or by words on paper, those vision boards are depictions of those very things that you envision in your mind's eye. And the way you go about creating a vision board is to begin to gather those images that resonate with you and words that you may come across or sayings that that are put in the form of um, uh, a sentence or a uh, tagline or some jargon uh, in an advertisement, but something that catches your eye. And the catching of the eye, the resonating with you personally, is that it's speaking to you. Um, a great way to do this when I do vision board workshops is um, go to the library and get a stack of magazines that are the throwaways and bring that stack and a pair of scissors with you to class. And it's literally just leafing through one magazine after another and cutting out pictures and words that fit with the category or the life that you want to represent in the vision board. The reason it's called a vision board is because in a simple form, it is a collage of these pictures and words pasted onto a poster board and hung on the wall. Now, it can take a lot different forms than that now with technology that we have, and I'll speak to that in a bit. But the idea is that in the end, you have left a collage of photos that are representative of this life that you are depicting. Now, to do it as a single board is the simplest form that it can take. And if this is new to you, if somebody is uh, doing a vision board for the first time, that might be uh, quite a bit to take on because as they go through the magazines, they're kind of defining what their vision is. 
they may not have the sophistication of that vision in their mind's eye yet, and so they're getting ideas by looking at the magazines and the words that jump out and the, um, the images. And so the thing that they might do is um, make up a single board that depicts this picture of a total life that they see. Those pictures need to be representative of the seven life areas. We've talked about them before, physical, financial, professional, relational, personal, philanthropical, and spiritual. And those seven life areas are going to be depicted in different images within the single board. Now, another way to approach it is to have a board for each life area. So a physical vision board could just be anything related to diet and nutrition and health, appearance and, and hair and, and weight and clothes and, you know, all of that wrapped up into physical. Um, one could be financial, which is just money visions. How might that be manifested in my life um, and, 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 and be, be broad enough, so to speak, to be able to describe it from a financial wholeness standpoint. So it could relate to investment and to savings and to college fund and to, to spending or, or uh, expenses or income producing. You know, you get the idea. This one board called financial may take on different words and images that just relate to that. Imagine the board for uh, personal where you've got activities that are like vacations and, and recreational things and, you know, personal loves or seminars or books or whatever you want to do with your, your personal uh, time. That could be another board in and of itself. Or those could all be coalesced into a single board with obviously fewer images and, and, and uh, words of each of these categories onto a single board. That's the broad brush of vision boards. They take on a number of different forms these days. There's apps for vision boards. There are um, screensavers for vision boards. There are a number of websites out there that are available for individuals to download electronic or digital forms of, of vision boards where they kind of you know, build their own. Uh, Pinterest, is that, Pinterest is that same kind of thing where you're uh, tacking different images that you come across on the Internet onto a bulletin board, and it may have to do with, you know, some particular uh, category like we've just described. And, um, and there's a lot of different tools out there that can save these images and then collect them digitally for you to then uh, literally uh, form some kind of a vision board uh, around that uh, technology. Uh, you mentioned mine. Go ahead. Did you want to speak to that? Well, well I, on my laptop, my screensaver, so if I don't, you know, touch my computer within five minutes or something, my screensaver will start to scroll through photos that I've placed there, and they are, you know, usually family, house, vineyard, things that I enjoy and if I'm on the phone on a conference call and these photos start coming up and scrolling through, I'm so looking at them and my subconscious is 
registering those photos with me. So that's one way Terrific. to do it, I would say. Yeah, and that really speaks to the purpose of vision boards. Keep in mind that though we're describing them as a representation of this mind's eye vision that you might have walked through a day in the life of, of Aaron, what they're really serving the purpose of is a reminder, an everyday reminder of what you are, who you are, and how you want to live in the world. And so imagine how a philanthropic vision board could look, or imagine how a profession vision board could look, or a personal or a relational. Imagine a relational vision board that has all these words and pictures that depict for you how your relationship is. And by relationship, I don't mean a single one, like just your spouse or significant other, but what about your relationship with your parents, with your kids, with your neighbors, with your coworkers, with your, with your uh, folks that you just see at the grocery store? And how would you want that to be? Well, you want it to be high energy. You want it to be um, thriving, not surviving. You want it to be loving and joyful, etc. So imagine the words and pictures that depict that. And these boards serve the purpose of grounding you or getting you centered on that so that you begin to get back to basics, so to speak, of what you want. And as you get pulled down a road of, you know, getting away from that vision or too many distractions or, you know, things that start to show up in your life that, that pull you away from that vision, seeing that board at your desk, like you mentioned mine is, and I talk about how I made that, or on the wall, or in, the, in a little sticky note on the mirror like an affirmation, these are just little reminders of what you want and why you want it. Very good. You know, are, the, are there examples on your website, um, successseriesllc.com, of affirmations and written visions? Uh, there, there are examples. In fact, there's the PDF download that I mentioned earlier of creating effective affirmations. That's a two-page download that gives the nine guidelines that we do, which just went through. Um, I will post some examples of vision boards and vivid vision statements so that um, if, if somebody were to get online right now while we're having this teleconference, they would not find it, but um, I promise that within the next few days we'll have something up that they can download. Okay, very good. And then so once you have created your affirmations and your vision, how often would you say should you look at or repeat your affirmation? Well, it's one of those things where whenever it comes to mind, it doesn't hurt. <laughs> so <laughs> the more the better. I mean, there could be there could be 300 times a day and it's not it's not too much. There there's um there's the, the, the subconscious being trained. Look at it that way. And so if, if it gets it and it starts to show up in your life, that's a good sign that you've achieved it. If it's, if it's still yet to be, then you need to keep saying it. And whether you say it once a day or 300 times a day, doesn't matter because 
You just need to be reminded. And if you're living it, then you're doing its purpose, and it will show up. There's no denying that. Um, it's just a matter of when. And as you say your affirmations, um, think of it in that form of, of uh, serving the purpose of a reminder, but state it in the, in the tense, present tense as if it were already in place. Having said that, if you were to say, if you could only pick one time, when would it be? My answer for you would be right before bed. And here's why. On anything, any challenge that you're facing in life, if you do what, what Wayne Dyer calls med, uh, marinate on it, by that he's saying... Just before drifting off into sleep, your mind, your subconscious mind in your dream state, in your sleeping, is going to be working. It's going to be solving. It's going to be living. It's going to be dreaming those things that you last thought about. And, in fact, other things that came up throughout the day that may be challenges that you have no idea how you're going to handle them, your subconscious is already doing that in your sleep literally in your sleep. There are programs out there that, um, that uh, kind of juice this to happen. Uh, Holosync by Bill Harris is a great example. Um, they have uh, subliminal uh, uh, messages embedded into uh, music and sounds that reinforce this kind of, of activity within the brain to stimulate solution finding. Um, I don't have any affiliation with them, but uh, use them personally and have had clients use them to great success. Um, point being, though, is that in that sleep state, your subconscious is coming up with solutions. It's coming up with ideas. It's coming up with the way that those things that you envision can then come to be. And you want to allow it that time. So make that time right before bed very intentional. Make it a time of relaxation and ease and kind of you know, moving into a sleep state that is an uh, environment or a place that allows your subconscious to then work on those solution-finding uh, mechanisms so that when you wake in the morning, and by the way, uh, practice that I have, you may do it as well, Aaron, but I always recommend is have a pad of paper and a pen right by the bed because there'll be, there'll be ideas, million-dollar ideas coming to you in the middle of the night, and you'll wake up or you'll have a dream and you'll want to make a note of them because that's your subconscious speaking to you, and you'll want to note them. You'll want to act on them later. You'll, you'll, you'll wake up in the morning and you'll see that, that jot, that little notation you made, and wonder, oh, yeah, and that's what it was all about, you know, whereas otherwise you would not maybe have it surface to your conscious mind. So have that practice as well. Of course, nowadays, you know, with smartphones, you know, I do it all on my iPhone right there next to my bed, and I have Evernote, which is a great app for making notes and uh, uh, keeping them digitally. It also keeps pictures and articles like we were talking about earlier with Pinterest, um, there's, there's a number of, of apps like that out there that make it convenient to capture those things as they come to mind. Okay. But 
if I were to pick one, it would be right before bed for those reasons. Very good. So I would like to wrap up this call. So homework then for this month going into September. Well, it's the obvious one, which is let's make a vision board. Um, write an you, affirmation. <laughs> write an affirmation, exactly. Go to the website, download the home, the uh, PDF on uh, creating effective affirmation, and put some of those in, into uh, words that achieve those nine guidelines. Um, if this is your first vision board, I would do what I said earlier, which is grab a stack of magazines and a pair of scissors. If um, if it's too overwhelming to think about doing so something so comprehensive as do what's the picture of life that I would like, then pick one life area and have that be your vision board for now. Uh, on the vivid vision statement, um, do what Aaron just described, which is walk through a day in the life, so to speak. You know, what does it look like? What's going on around you as you wake, as you walk downstairs, as you get in your car, as you drive to work? What, what are the things that you are doing, the people that you are interacting with, the results of that day, the feelings that you have out of them? Picture that. Visualize that. And then for homework, once that's accomplished, once you have that vision board, you've written that affirmation or that vivid statement, I won't, I won't uh, make all three of them a requirement, but pick one at least. And if you do all three, great. You're an overachiever. Terrific. Um, once you have that, then put it into practice of reading it if it's the vision statement, looking at it every day if it's the vision board, and stating the affirmation in the, um, in the uh, event that you wrote an affirmation and, and do that regularly daily. Very good. All right, Tom. Well, I appreciate your time. Uh, I would like to remind everyone that these calls will usually be held on the last Monday of every month. Our scheduled next Talk with Tom call will be held on September 30th. Um, if you have a question for future Talk with Tom calls, please email them into info at successseriesllc.com. Uh, those whose questions we use on the call will be given a special gift, and you can always see what Tom is up to uh, by going to his website, www.successseriesllc.com. So once again, Tom, thank you for your time and your mentorship. Um, truly appreciated. Uh, you are welcome, Aaron. So that being said, until next month, this is Aaron Wilker for Tom Hart, who always says, life is a series of now, so grow your life today. Thank you, Tom. Good day. Goodbye, all.